0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. This is one of those shows, it's just me and you, so I hope uh, I have some of my loyal listeners uh, tuning in on the Facebook Live so you can interact with me and tell me what you think about today's topic, which is all about... The recent violence that we've been seeing um, all over the place and, and how much uh, uh, it's been affecting uh, everybody. And so I will get to that in a moment. But first, of course. I have my little section of my book, and, you know, we're kind of, I think we're about halfway through almost. I have to double-check and see exactly uh, how far through the book we are and for next show. By the way, I hope you guys had a chance to catch last week's show with my dear friend, Teresa DeGrobois. We spoke all about the Evolutionary Business Council. It's an organization of transformational thought leaders very near and dear to my heart. If you missed that one, please uh, go to talkradio.nyc and... And take a listen to it, you know, go into shows, Conscious Consultant Hour, and it's the recording is there or on your favorite podcasting app, as always. Okay. So let's see which section we have for my book today. Today it is to truly connect with others, we must first be connected to ourselves. Actually, related to what we're going to be talking about. How often do we take the time to truly connect with people? Do we allow ourselves to be present and open when with others? Sometimes we can be in the same room with someone, yet not be present with them. If we really want to have connection, we need to do more than just spend time with someone. We need to be there with them and open to where they are in life without judgment or expectation without our own preconceptions of who they are. And it starts with us first. Before we can be present with others, it is necessary to be present to ourselves, to our emotions, to our feelings, to our pain and our joy, to our anxiety and our fear. Why? Because only when we are present to our own feelings can we feel what others are feeling. Only when we do, we know how to relate to them on, a more, on more than just a superficial basis. We know how we felt when we were in the midst of our own agony. We know what we wanted in the, that moment. So now we can give that to someone else. We know what it is like to just want someone to be there to listen to us without being coached or cajoled. So now we can listen and be present to their pain. We can hold them as they cry and let their tears flow. People will feel our presence so much more because they can feel how we are with them. And that shared presence makes all the difference all the inner work we have done on ourselves will speak for itself as our hearts open. And we share the moment with our entire being. Can you feel the connection when you are being truly present with someone? So um, this section of my book, it's sort of a a combination of a bunch of things. Um, a lot of it just started, you know, with uh, me not being present. <laughs> and my, my, my wife often making comments about me not being there with her because I'm on my phone or I'm looking at, at something else instead of really being present. And, and it was interesting because as I met people who had been doing the inner work for a long time, and I realized like they're able to be so present with people. They're very settled, right? You can tell they're not distracted. They're not thinking about a million different things. They're really with you. They're right there with you. It's like, it's like being in the presence of a, of a Buddhist monk who's been meditating their whole life. You can just feel them being with you. And when they're being with you, that connection happens almost effortlessly. And and there's such a different feeling. And, and, And then I noticed how after i had done a lot of work and i still have a lot of work to do believe me i'm i'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that 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 i'm you know some great you know monk or i've gotten some some tremendous place i'm i'm just on my path like everyone else maybe i'm a few steps ahead of some people i'm a few steps behind of some people we're all on our own path but it was interesting that after I had been able to be present to myself to what I was feeling to to process a lot of the trauma the grief the sadness that then when I was able to that I was that then I was so much more connected to myself that when I was with other people I was able to really be with them and I wasn't thinking about what I had to do next. And I wasn't thinking about tomorrow or what I had to do when I got home. And, and people started to make comments about it. People started to notice. And, and, and it wasn't an overly conscious thing that people got. It wasn't like, oh, Sam, you're being so present with me. No. It was just, oh, it, it, it feels so good to be with you. Oh, I feel so connected to you. Oh, I, I feel safe to, to share this with you. But it wasn't until I was truly connected to myself that I noticed how much more I was able to connect with people, and people were able to feel my connection to them. Now I've always been a fairly good listener. You know, I love people. I, 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 I'm I'm always interested in people's stories and what's going on in their life. So people usually have been pretty easy to share things with me. Yet when I really, you know, when I started doing my ceremonial work, when I started to really work on some of the the deeper parts of myself, those unseen little corners of my psyche that I you know, didn't often pay attention to, you know, I don't like calling it the shadow because it makes it sound like it's something outside of ourselves, you know, like our body casts a shadow, like the light shines and no, they're all just little pieces of ourselves that we've just been ignoring or unconscious. And so as I was able to see more of those little pieces of myself and hold them and make it okay that I was in pain, that I experienced what I experienced, that I was sad, that I was lonely, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Whatever I was feeling in the moment, that as I allowed that to be okay, somehow I was more at peace. I was more calm. I was able to really be with people. And and the connection was that much deeper. And I didn't have to say anything different. I didn't have to do anything different. I was still just being me in the moment but people felt it. And I'm sure if you go back over your own life and and you reflect on times when you've been with somebody that you felt really connected to and you feel into that quality, what was the quality of the moment? What was that connection like? What was it about this other person that made you feel so seen and heard? And it doesn't have to be a a romantic partner. It doesn't have to be uh, somebody who, who, you know, you have such an intimate connection with. It can just be a friend, could be a colleague, could be anybody. But that person, the one thing I can guarantee is if they were being connected with you, they were connected with themselves first. That's where all connection starts with. We first need to be connected with ourselves. And sometimes that's not so pleasant. Because sometimes we're in a lot of pain. Sometimes things really hurt. We don't like to feel hurt. I personally, I don't know about you, maybe there's some people out there that do, but personally, I avoid feeling pain. I really don't like to feel uncomfortable. But I've learned over time to just not judge it as much as I used to. Can I still judge it? I'm sure I do. But the less I judge my pain, the less I judge how I'm feeling in the moment, the less I resist it and try and run away from it, and the less I ignore it, the more present I am to myself. The more present I am to my surroundings, the more present I am to other people. And in this new, more virtual world that we're living in, you know, I'm on Zoom calls every day of the week sometimes even on weekends it's more difficult it actually takes a lot more focus concentration and presence to really connect with people through a computer screen when you're not in their physical presence and you can't feel their energy and you you're not there with them so it can be tiring it's definitely a practice it's definitely a practice and this whole section of my book and really what it's all about and what it's all really saying is to connect with others, we need to be connected to ourselves. To be connected with ourselves, we need to be present to what's going on inside of us. And to be, to be present to what's going on inside of us, we have to allow whatever we're feeling to feel it. To not shy away from it, to not run away from it, to not judge it, to just accept it, to be curious about it is very helpful. And sometimes just giving it a voice is all it needs. When you're with someone and you feel uncomfortable, just be honest. Say, so you know what, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. And you may not even know why, and that's okay. We don't have to know everything all the time. But just to be present to how we're feeling, such a rich gold mine. There's so much there. There's so much there. So uh, that's the section of my book. Um, It's called To Truly Connect with Others, We Must First Be Connected to Ourselves. Um, And you can get the book if you haven't gotten it yet at everydayawakeningbook.com um and and if you've gotten a copy maybe you know somebody maybe there's a friend out there um it's a wonderful book of all these different ideas Um, i mean i hope you know those of you who are loyal listeners you have been listening for a while you know um but feel free to share it feel free to let other people know about it you know word of mouth that's how everything gets around all right I'm, i'm over time for my first section when we come back We're going to start diving into, we've already started. I'm laying the foundation here kind of a little bit. And just, again, I I didn't cherry pick that section of my book. It was just the next one in order. And and we'll get into today's topic, which is all about how connection and community are the antidote to violence. And so we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live at Inspired Thoughts with Sam on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back with the rest of our show after these messages. the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity um, thank you all for tuning in today um, i'm just trying to rally the troops on the facebook live um, would love to hear your comments questions uh, uh, you know what you're up to today um, as i talk about this important topic of violence Why is there so much violence in the world today? And I don't know if you heard about it, but I just saw this morning, there was another shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma today. Uh, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday. There's been so much violence, Uh, you know, kids going into schools in Texas, the guy going into the supermarket in Buffalo. And there've been like many other shootings, like since the beginning of the year, that we don't even hear about that much. And I just felt like I I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of my show last week. And I just felt that since I don't have a guest this week, that, that this is really something I wanted to dedicate my show to and really talk about because it's important because people are suffering, people are in pain. And 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 the conversations, we've got to have these important conversations about these difficult things because we can't keep ignoring it any longer. We're, We're literally, literally killing ourselves. We're killing each other. There's something wrong here. And we've got to do something about it. But to do something about it, we first have to understand it. Why? Too often in society, we look for those easy, quick fixes, those band-aids that don't really work. And we don't really look at why did these things happen? And I mentioned last week to my engineer, Dylan, you know, about, I can't believe it's been... I can't I couldn't even remember how long it's been since Columbine when when, when the, the the two kids went in and, and shot up Columbine and he says oh that's the year I was born 20 23 years ago 1999 and and I, I I couldn't believe it'd been that long and I mean and I said last week look it, it's Gun laws are important, but they don't address the cause. Now, at the same time, we do not have to make it easy for people to go out and kill massive amounts of people. All right. The United States, we have the most lenient gun laws, we have the most open gun laws, and we have the most deaths by gun. There has got to be a correlation here. I'm sorry. And, and, and I'm not saying that you can't get a license and go out if you want to hunt. Go ahead and hunt. But nobody needs a freaking semi-automatic weapon. Okay? Let's get real here. Don't give me this BS about our Second Amendment rights. What about our rights to our fellow human being? We are our brothers and sisters keepers. And there was no need. There is absolutely no need to have such easy access to everything. Look, does does this mean we should have no access? No, that's not what I'm saying. But like 90% of the country believes we should have background checks. We We can have a waiting period. The, the, don't, please tell me there is absolutely no reason why you should be able to go someplace and buy a gun there and then on the spot without having to wait a week or two while background checks are being done. And, and and they're checking out to make sure you don't have a history of mental illness or you haven't posted something online saying you're going to kill a bunch of people. What is so terribly wrong with that? Someone, please explain it to me. If you think different from me, I would love to hear it but to me it just makes no sense no sense at all but again that's the that's working on the symptom that's a symptom i want to talk about the cause why why are these people going around killing a bunch of people And look, I know as well as the next person, if someone can't get a hold of a gun, they could use a car, they could use a plane, they can use all kinds of things to kill people. Unless we get down to the root cause, what causes people to inflict such pain and misery and suffering on another human being? And I know you've heard the phrase... Hurt people hurt people. But there's more to it than just that. It's not just that we're hurt. We're scared. We're terrified. We're angry. We're sad. Underneath that anger is always sadness. Sometimes it's that, 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 awful feeling of powerlessness, that lack of agency, that feeling that, you know, we have no control over our own life. And we have to recognize that and be present to it. And now we come back to where I started the show. It's about being connected to ourselves. Somebody who's truly connected to themselves, who can really feel their heart. They're not going to go out and hurt another person. I was at a ceremony this weekend. And it was quite interesting. I I, I met this gentleman who is a dog trainer. He trains guard dogs. And and there, there was a, a transgender woman there, tall. I mean, very obviously was a man before. And I was talking to this gentleman and he I, you could see he was really upset. He was really um, having a problem as, as we were going through the ceremony. And he said, you know, I, I see she's over there struggling. And she goes, you know, I was that guy who would give people like that a hard time. I was the one who, who made comments and did things. And I feel so ashamed now. And he was so upset at himself because his heart was open and he was finally connected with himself. And he said, you know, I don't understand it. I may never understand it. I don't have to understand it. But there's still a human being. And I said, yeah, they are. And they have a right to live as much as anyone else. And I said, yes, they do. And I said, look, you know, feeling bad about it, it's the first step, but it doesn't really do any good. Because the next step is we have to say it stops with me. I'm not going to lash out at other people anymore. And and talking with him and learning more about him over the weekend, I learned... You know, he got it from his dad. Who probably got it from his dad. Who got it from his dad. And it goes back generation upon generation upon generation. We need help. We all need help. And this, this macho idea of suffering in silence and not crying and and, and and hiding your fears and not, not being connected to your emotions... That's the biggest epidemic in this world. There was also a guy there who was a vet, who was a soldier who'd been in, I don't even know which war. He had a really hard time with things when his heart was open. Because the truth is, if our heart is open, can we really go around killing other people? I mean, look, do we need to defend ourselves from an aggressor? Absolutely. I'm not saying we shouldn't. But when we're connected to ourselves, when we're connected to our hearts, we're so much, we're not going to initiate that kind of thing. There is so much unhealed. Pain in the world. There's so much trauma in the world. We have to admit it. We have to say, yes, we're a traumatized society. This whole world. I mean, you can look around and see what's going on in the world. Now, there is also great beauty in the world. Don't get me wrong. As much as there is horror and violence and abuse and trauma in the world, there is also great beauty in the world but there is both. And if we want to live in a more peaceful, in a more joyful, in in a more alive world, we have to recognize that there's trauma to deal with. So... I see loyal listener, William, on the Facebook Live. Glad you're with, will, with us today. Williams, he says, yes, it's terrible. It seems like every day. And he's talking about the shootings. And he says, I'm, I'm a gun owner, and I know there needs to be regulations. Yeah, I think most responsible gun owners know like that regulations are necessary. I mean, look, we've got to take classes to like learn how to drive a car and get a license for a car. Why shouldn't we have at least as much? Uh, you know, uh, regulation around owning a gun. Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to make this about gun ownership. It's about, it's about the antidote to violence. So when we come back, I want to talk about why community is so important. I've touched upon a little bit. I'm going to get more into it. Please, if you're listening on the Facebook live or, or tuning in, you know, let me know how you feel about this topic, what you think about it. What have you experienced? What's, What's been your challenge, your trauma? So you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7
0: back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking all about violence and what's the antidote to violence. And so first thing is connection. Connection to ourselves and when we're connected to ourselves, we're connected to others. Because our pain sometimes is how we best relate to people. I remember one time I was at this group And the person running the, uh, somebody in the group was talking about how they felt alienated, that like, oh, I don't know, no one else here probably feels the same way that I do. And I always felt like I didn't fit in, I didn't belong. And, and, And the person running the group said, how many people here feel the same way? And like everyone's hand went up. And you know, when we don't share what we're feeling, we don't realize that there are lots of other people out there who feel the exact same way. And so when we create that connection with ourselves, with our own heart, with our own body, not just in our mind, you know, we're really good in the in, in society today to be so connected to our mind. We're all up in our heads. We don't feel our body. We don't feel our hearts. We don't connect to spirit. Sometimes we do. So a lot of people connect to spirit just to escape reality. But um, but when we're connected to our hearts, when we're connected to what we're all about, you know, then it's a whole different ballgame. But to be connected to ourselves, we have to deal with a lot of crap. You know, people don't realize, like as small children, lots of things affect us. Trauma is caused by many things. And more than likely, trauma is caused by other people. Sometimes trauma is caused by neglect. But mostly it's caused by the actions of another person. And the person may not even know they caused us a trauma. But that trauma causes a split. We're no longer connected to our true authentic self. We don't feel free to express ourselves, to be who we are, and we shut down. And we split ourselves from really who we truly are. To get back to there, to find ourselves. It's really about being present and open to what we're feeling. That we can, when we can allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, to process that trauma, that then we can be more connected to ourselves by being more connected to ourselves we can be more connected to others i mean i had an experience this past weekend my body was shaking uncontrollably and i could feel it was like like in the wild an animal when 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 it's being chased by a lion and and when it finally gets away it shakes everything off to release the fear And that I had no idea my body was holding on to so much fear. And I'm sure there's still more to release. But it wasn't even all my own. I'm sure a lot of it was my own, but some of it was familial fear, racial fear, ancestral fear. You know, being born Jewish, you know, Jewish people have been chased all over Europe. Uh, you know, my, my grandparents all came from areas of Russia, Ukraine between Minsk and Pinsk and here and there. And, and, you know, over, over the centuries, you know, being Jewish was like, you know, people are out to get you. So we learned to hide our fear and move on and just keep moving. But there's so much trauma, and we all have our own trauma. We all have our own familial trauma. We all have our own ancestral trauma. But even when we're not consciously aware of it, it's there. It's locked in our physical body, which is why all of these trauma-informed therapies are becoming so popular now. I mean, EMDR, somatic experiencing, there, there are so many different kinds of of, of therapeutic practices that help us to deal with trauma, there's almost no reason not to go in there, go and find a good therapist and work. I see Sanaya joining us on the Facebook Live as well. Yes, it's been a very heavy-hearted work, Sanaya. week, I agree. But we really have to be honest with ourselves. We have to face ourselves. We have to face the fact that, you know what, not everything was okay when we were growing up. That You know what, you know, we had some challenges. And that sometimes we, we experienced abuse. We experienced neglect. And, and sometimes that abuse wasn't a physical abuse. It could have been emotional abuse. It could have been just verbal abuse could have been abuse, but through silence. And when we experience that abuse, that closes our heart. That tells us it's not safe to be here now. And that's when this profound sadness, this profound pain gets lodged in our bodies. And until we deal with it, it stays there. And for some people, it's so deep and so profound. They're in such agony. The only thing they can think of is if I just lash out, I'll feel better. That if I just inflict some pain on someone else, maybe that will relieve my pain. But you know why most people who are are the perpetrators of, of these mass shootings, they end up killing themselves? Because they've done it. They've inflicted pain on a bunch of other innocent people and it hasn't relieved their pain. And when they come to that realization, there's like nothing will relieve my pain. So they end up taking their own lives. And this is why community is so important because our pain is caused by other people. So when our healing happens in the presence of other people and we get the support we need and the understanding and just just the presence just the acceptance like not that anyone else necessarily has to even do anything but just to feel safe enough to feel what we're feeling and not feel like we're going to be judged or ridiculed but we're being supported and held that in and of itself is so healing. Because when we're connected to other people, when we feel loved and supported, accepted for who we are, for how we are, then that that sadness lightens up that pain gets processed through our body and released. And suddenly we're not so engulfed in, in our, our rage. You know anger, anger is a sort of a, a, a more a more active, energy than sadness but sadness it's really hard to deal with and so when we suppress the sadness then we get into depression and depression we've depressed we've pressed down on our nervous system and said no and so often before someone commits some heinous act there are indications of it. They even say something to other people. I'm going to do some horrible thing. I, I see William on the Facebook Live says so many of them post posted warnings, and they were ignored either by friends, family, and sometimes the police. We can ignore what is going on around us. Absolutely, William. Absolutely. We have to stop ignoring when people in our community are in pain. When people say something, we've got to take it seriously. So what's the result? When we connect to our community, we can find healing. And so when we come back, I'm going to wrap this all up. I hope you've been enjoying this episode. Um, I, I, I hope that this, you're getting something out of this. And, and I hope that if, if what I'm saying resonates with you at all in any small way that you're able to share this with other people. But let's, let's take our last break of the show. When we come back, I'll talk about how connection and community is the antidote. For violence. So, everyone, please stay with me. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic.
0: back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, I just want to say before I I finish things up for this show, I really appreciate my loyal listeners, William, Patty, and Sanaya. Thank you for for tuning in every week. I really appreciate it. If there are other people tuning in, listening to the show, please let me know. I would love to hear your comments and questions as always. And, of course, if you missed any part of the show, uh, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc afterwards. And, and of course, we're we're on all of the major podcasting platforms. So uh, I I hope uh, anyone listening on the podcasting platforms also uh, tunes in and lets me know. So why is connection and community antidote to violence? Because when you're connected to the people around you, You don't want to hurt them. You don't want to do violence. That connection is actually the very thing we need that we're looking for that helps to alleviate the sadness, the pain, and the suffering. You know, I heard the story once of how in in this uh, African village When somebody does something wrong, they gather around in the village and they have the person sit in the middle and they start saying all the wonderful things that the person has done and what's so great about them and how much they love them. And what inevitably happens is the person breaks down crying and they feel so sorry for for having done whatever they did wrong. And when they hear all these words of of how good they are from the other people, it it just melts their hearts. You see, when we're connected to other people, look, we're social creatures. We absolutely are 100% social animals. When we're alone, when we're disconnected, when we don't have friends, we don't do as well. We don't thrive. And that's why they call things like this antisocial behavior. Because it's not being social. Being social, what does that mean? Being part of society. Being part of a group of people. Now, do we have to be a part of every group? No, not at all. We need to find the people that... We resonate with and resonate with us, and 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 that we feel a connection to. You know, I mentioned something over the weekend that that somebody really liked. It's, it's not my phrase. It was one of my teachers from a long time ago, but he used to say, "It's not about creating a community. It's about modeling community behavior. It's about learning how to behave as if we're." And that is it, learning how to behave as part of a community, not creating our own separate community, because separation is the real culprit here. This idea that there's an us and a them, but when we're part of a community, it's all us. When we're connected to ourselves, we can be connected to everybody else. And when we're connected and we feel part of a community, we're so much less likely to be violent. Now, can violence still happen? Absolutely. The incidence of it, much, 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 much less. And I just wonder, I really wonder, if... Any one of these incidences, if any one of these people who, had, who, who killed a bunch of people in the last couple of weeks, couple of months, last year, if they had just been one good friend, one person to listen to them and talk to them and empathize with them about their pain and their suffering, would that have not stopped them from killing all the people they did? How many innocent people would still be here if we had only listened, if we had only paid attention? And this is not just an individual experience. This is a societal experience. Because when we make the happiness of people in society the most important thing, not how much money we have, not how much fame and fortune, not power, but happiness, happy people don't go around killing people. Happy people don't hurt other people. They might inadvertently hurt someone by accident, but in general, Happy people? I mean, let me ask you, do you know anybody who's happy who goes around hurting people? Or is it those people who are so sad? Or maybe just who are so angry, and they're angry because they can't admit how sad they are, because they're not happy. Those are the people who go out and hurt people. Now, look, I'm not saying we have to be happy all the time. Nobody is happy all the time. But the more we connect to our heart, the more we really feel our feelings, the more we're honest about what's going on with us, and we can share that with even just one other person, it makes all the difference in the world. So if we can stop judging people, stop judging ourselves first, of course. But when we look and we seek to find the things we have in common, as opposed to the things that we have in our differences, we can come together and just find that common ground. And that's when we can stop fighting and stop killing each other. I mean, in some ways, I find it so sad that we've become so divided in our society, whether we voted for this person or that person or our ideals are more progressive or more conservative. It's like we keep making each other wrong for just being different. We're not wrong. This world takes all of us. And just because somebody thinks differently from us is not a reason to cut ourselves off from them. I mean, look, if they're spewing all kinds of hate and and they're spewing all kinds of things that make us feel bad, no, we don't have to subject ourselves to those things. But that doesn't mean we necessarily cut them out of our lives, which maybe need to control the conversation a little bit. Or like, how about when we get together, we only talk about sports or we only talk about this. Let's not get into politics. Let's not get into all this other stuff. But truly, if we, and I've said this, I've been saying this for the last two and a half years, ever since the pandemic started, if we do not come together. As a society, if we do not come together and be present with each other, allow each other to be human beings, connect with each other, listen to each other. If we do not learn to do that as a society, we may not be around that much longer. Because we are facing more and more challenges each and every day. There are answers to all of these challenges, whether it has to do with climate change, pollution, the financial system. Human beings are incredibly creative and intelligent. I believe we can find this answer to any problem if we work together. And that's the answer to violence. The antidote to violence is that connection and community. It's that coming together. Because when we come together, we can do incredible things. Incredible things. And so when we see this the violence in the world today, when we see people going out seemingly out of nowhere, killing people, it's a disconnection. It's a disconnection with themselves and a disconnection with others. So to really end this, we need to connect to our own hearts, to our own feelings, and to find other people who will support us in going through our own process. Who will hold us when we're crying uncontrollably. Who won't tease us and make fun of us. Who won't bully us. But whom we feel safe with. And in that safe community. Allow ourselves to have our own process. So. So. I can't believe the hour's gone by already. I hope, I pray that these words touch somebody out there, That that there's something that I've said over this past hour that touches your heart in some way that just maybe you can share with somebody who's going through a hard time Share with somebody whose maybe heart you feel is a little hardened, and maybe it'll help to soften their heart. I, I've i had enough of my own pain in my life, and it, and what I've experienced is nothing compared to some people I've met. And my wish for everyone listening, my wish for everyone you know, my wish for the world... To bring an end to this violence, to this needless suffering. And that we may learn to come together. That we may learn we are one human race. We are one people. And it does not matter if we speak different languages, if we have different customs. We're all human beings. We all want the same thing to love and be loved, to have food and shelter and clothing. We all want to be safe and to find safety in unsafe situations. So please, if you know somebody who's suffering, if you know somebody who's having a hard time, reach out to them, check in on them, speak with them. Let them know that you're here for them and let them talk and just listen without judgment, without trying to fix them, just allow them to have their process. And if we can each do that for just one person and we help them to feel more connected to themselves and to other people, and then they do the same for others, maybe we can start a movement of connection and community as an antidote to violence. Sonia, I see you there. Thank you for tuning in on the Facebook Live. Thank you all for joining us today. I so appreciate it. Please share this video. Please let people know about this episode and this show. Not for me, but for you. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Without you, my listeners, there's no need for me to do this show. So thank you. It's been an honor and a privilege, and I will talk to you all next week.
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
3: America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.